You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Reds baseball today on Monday, March 14th with Mark Sheldon, MLB.com Reds reporter. Mark, we thank you for the time. Mark, want to start with a rather interesting article you had on Reds.com uh, the other day. It's no secret that the Reds last season dead last in all of baseball with uh, hitting it with runners in scoring position and also with men on base. That obviously means they did a not-so-good job with a situational hitting all last year. Uh, talk about some of the drills that Brian Price has implemented this spring to try and rectify that moving moving forward for 2016. Yeah, between the uh, lackluster numbers of last year and a lot of new players in camp, especially young players, they really wanted to, to drive home the point that you have to find a way to get things done in situations, even when you don't get the best pitch or you're not feeling your best. They really want you to do well in pressure situations. So they had a BP drill where instead of the usual BP where it's just kind of rote, you get you know five to seven pitches, kind of groove fastballs right at you. They moved the, uh, the screen up a little bit. They had Mario Soto, one of the instructors, come in about 40 feet instead of the usual 50. And they had helmets put on the, uh, the batters, and he started chucking gas uh, you know, right really close and they got kind of a taste of what Mario Soto was like in his heyday and they had two chances uh, produce they would create a situation runner on second nobody out you know you need to get the ball behind the runner so that you can move them over you, you know if you have a runner on third and, and one out get the ball up in the air so they were trying to do all these different things and you had two chances to produce and if you didn't do it you you know you didn't do it and that's kind of what it is like in a game situation you might get a, a heart throwing pitcher throwing some heat or maybe taking some off with a changeup, and you got to find a way to, to make that happen and make that situation successful. Mark, is this something that kind of came down from the, the front office or more from the coaching staff or perhaps a combination of the two? It was uh, from, you know, talking to Don Long, the hitting coach, it's something that he introduced this year. Uh, number one, to add some competition to the – to, you know, some more competitiveness to, to the drill because you know, sometimes guys get into the monotony and they just – not to say they tune out, but it's just with a lot of kids, they wanted to add the idea that there's pressure. They wanted to add the idea that there's comp- you know competition in everything you do in camp, not just you know in the game situations. They wanted to kind of also give them game-tested situations because it's hard in spring training to simulate what you might see sometimes in the regular season. You know, a pressure situation, runner on base, try to get them in, try to get them over, et cetera, and – you just can't simulate that sometimes in, a, in, a, in batting practice, and this is a way to find a way to, to kind of do that and raise the stakes a little bit. And I know, Mark, that you've seen your fair share of uh, drills and exercises in all the years that you've covered uh, spring training uh, for the Reds. Uh, so how, how unique is this? Is this something uh, completely out, outside the box, or is this something somewhat similar to things you've seen in the past? What do you think? Uh, I've, I mean, I've only been in two camps, uh, Reds and Twins, in 15 seasons, and I haven't seen anyone do something like this before. I'm sure there's been variations that other camps have tried it. I, I've seen a few new drills this year, which have really changed things up. They've also do a drill called 27 outs where they they also kind of create situations and the, the defense has to execute on each one of those situations to, to get it right. So they've, they've done it not just offensively, but they're doing it defensively too. They're finding uh, ways to, to realize, you know, especially drive home to a younger roster 
what it takes to be in the major leagues and to get things done. Yeah, very interesting way, like you said, to implement these these drills into the heads of these younger guys who have not really seen this before and maybe not know what they're in for uh, come the major league season. So we'll see how that uh, bears out as the 2016 season progresses. Interesting stuff indeed going on down there in uh, Reds camp. I uh, want to get some injury updates from you, Mark, uh, beginning with uh, Homer Bailey as he continues on the road to recovery from uh, TJ surgery last year. What is the status of him? Actually, about an hour ago, I watched him throw in the bullpen. He looked pretty good to me. Um, but he's going to be facing hitters for the first time if he's feeling good uh, come uh, St. Patrick's Day, I believe. Uh, he'll get the, what they call you know, live batting practice, which is more like a simulated game where he'll probably throw 20 pitches or so and, and face some hitters and see how it goes. And that'll be a nice test for him, and that'll kind of get him on his way. And, and then maybe by the end of camp, if possible, he might get to get into some actual Cactus League games or minor league games. And he's still on track to be ready by May. And, Mark, when you talk to these guys, especially coming off a major surgery like Tommy John surgery, is it more of a mental or a physical battle for them to overcome to get back to where they were uh, prior to having the surgery? It's, it's both. I think in Homer Bailey's case, it, you know, for him, I'm sure he wants to knock on wood when I say this, but it's been a very normal recovery. He, uh, he said after he got through the initial recovery and it was time to rehab and start throwing again, he always felt normal and he never felt like he was returning. And it was just really telling himself to, to not rush himself because he, when you sometimes when you feel good, you, you, you have the tendency to want to go back to doing the way you were doing it before, like you, before you were injured. And in his case, he had to follow the letter to the law, what, what the training staff and the medical staff told him to do, and he couldn't rush things. So that was, that was for him the challenge because he hates the fact that he, you know, he only had two starts last season. He had an injury short in 2014 season as well. So he had to tell himself not to go too fast, and then he had to slow it down, and he's just following the rules of what's been laid out for him. And, Mark, another big name, uh, big arm of that rotation, uh, Rysel Iglesias, who today, Monday the 14th is when we're talking, making his spring training debut against the L.A. Angels. What do the Reds want to see from their young right-hander today? They just want to see him get through it uh, with health, good health and, and just be on his way. He's going to get five starts in spring, and they expect that there's no setback that he will be in the, you know, the rotation come opening day. He'll probably be the fifth guy. Just They'll give him a little more time. That way he can pitch – probably a couple minor league games into, you know, at least one minor league game into April and then start uh, maybe on the 10th or something like that in the regular season. He had a shoulder flexibility program because he finished last season with it was shoulder fatigue and he wasn't very flexible in his shoulder. They wanted to work on that so that he could uh, get through a whole season. So despite him uh, not making his spring training debut until here in the middle of March, is he still considered the front runner to start opening day or is that still so open-ended right now that there's really no discussion of that no he was never uh really i don't think he was ever in consideration for opening day I, right now it looks like the leading candidate is uh anthony disclafani he, he just because of the fact that he was kind of the the one guy who made it through the entire year last year had the best numbers and uh right now it kind of lines up to be him although they haven't officially said it yet and in the position player end of things, uh, both Devin Mazzarocco, Billy Hamilton are both trying to work their way back from some health-related issues of their own. Uh, give us the latest statuses of those two. They're, they're very close to playing in games. Uh, Mazzarocco was a, had a slight setback. You know, he's coming back from hip surgery, and then he had a like left groin slash hip flexor tightness, I guess. Very minor, but enough that they wanted to be, you know, be cautious and, and have him sit out for a few days. And he's, he's back hitting. He's been catching in the bullpen. 
doing the drills like he usually does, and they are targeting him for a game sometime in the middle or the end of this week. Hamilton's uh, had some setbacks with his uh, surgically repaired right shoulder. Uh, he uh, has resumed batting practice and throwing, and they are also optimistic that he can get into a game at some point uh, this week, perhaps. And uh, But in the meantime, Jose Peraza is starting in center field today, which will be interesting to watch. That If Hamilton's not ready for whatever reason, they might have a – have a uh, logical backup in center field and Lolito spot. And that kind of brings me uh, to my next point to backtrack a little bit. You talked about the uh, the big number of young players in Reds camp this year, of course, with the turnover that this club has had, dealing away so many veterans in the offseason uh, and really rebuilding from within. Now, given the fact that there are so many position battles going on involving a lot of these younger guys, is there anyone who right now you can designate as a clear-cut favorite anywhere on the diamond to be a starter for this team on opening day, or is the competition uh, still so wide open right now that it's still too early to call? I think on the pitching side, I'm really liking the chances of uh, Brandon Finnegan to make the team. He's just been really good in, in, uh, in, in his starts. They really like him, and he's a good left-handed pitcher, and they've, they've been pretty pleased with him. On the position player side, it's still a little tight to call. Uh, left field is the wide-open spot, and there's been – you know, Scott Shevler has been impressive with the with the bat. He's had a couple of flubs on defense. Uh, you know, Jorman Rodriguez was considered a leading candidate. He hasn't looked too good so far in the early games, especially defensively. And Adam Duvall's gotten uh, some nice some nice you know opportunities as well. And they've had Jake Cave and and Tyler Holt and a bunch of other guys out there. So it's it's still kind of open there. Um, Peraza is a. They've been impressed with him the last, uh, you know, several games or so. He's been really showing his offense and his ability uh, to run and to to get hits and, and also play some nice defense. So, I like his chances if they can find a place for him to play and get enough at bat. Yeah, I think of the thirty major league clubs, uh, not too many places other than the Reds camp are you seeing position battles uh, like this one, given the influx of uh, young talent and minor leaguers that the Reds have imported uh, this off season. Very interesting to see how that whole thing develops. And uh, Mark, to kind of wrap up here, uh, slightly off topic, but this this kind of made waves all throughout baseball last week. The comments by Bryce Harper of the Nationals where he gave his very candid opinions on the state of baseball where he said, you know, baseball is by no means boring, but it's stale because, you know, the young guys like myself, uh, they aren't allowed to express their emotions and display their enthusiasm on the field because of, of the code you know, and, and not showing somebody up. And, and you know, like I said, he was very expressive with his opinions on the state of the game. Was there any discussion of that in the Reds clubhouse? Uh, you know, because, again, I think it's interesting with the mixture of veterans and young guys on this team, maybe some of the younger guys agree with Harper. Maybe some of the veterans like the Jay Bruce's and Joey Votto say, you know, no, 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 that's, that's not how we do things when you get to this level. What was, if any, the reaction and the discussion to what Bryce Harper said to the media last week? Uh, I spoke to Flanagan about it, actually, and he's uh, about 22, 23 years old, so he's kind of in the same age group as Harper, and he really supported what he said. He, he He's like – He's an expressive guy. He'd like to see more pitchers and more hitters show emotion after either a pitcher gets a big strikeout in the seventh inning. Why not walk off the mound feeling good about yourself and pumping your fist? The hitter wants to uh, flip his bat after a big home run. That's fine to him. He, he He's big on that. I, I didn't really talk to any veterans about it, but I can tell you in the past, guys like Jay Bruce and Joey Votto have been pretty buttoned up. They don't spend a lot of time so-called pimping home runs and and showing off, and, and I know a couple of years ago when when Aroldis Chapman showed some exuberance, he came through a, a rough stretch and he got a save against the Brewers, and he did 
three somersaults coming off the mound, he was uh, rebuked by his teammates uh, and the manager at the time, Dusty Baker, for showing people up. So I think there's still always going to be, uh, even in this younger clubhouse, I think there's still going to be some ele- elements of guys not wanting to show up the other team, and that's important to them. But at the same time, I, there's definitely some younger guys, and including one older guy in Brandon Phillips, who likes to show off a little bit on the on the field and, and enjoy himself and, and show some flair. And, and I, you know, I think there'll be a mix of that this season in the Reds. Yeah, I agree. Uh, given the the veteran presences and the younger guys on the team, it'll be interesting to see how, if anything develops in, in 2016 with the way that guys express themselves on the field. Uh, Mark, you, your personal opinion, do, do you enjoy seeing guys, you know, get excited and, and not show people up, but just to just express their success if they, you know, they do something well in a big moment? What's your opinion on that? I think it's time and place. It's, it really is a case-by-case basis. Uh, you know, using a football example that I'm familiar with, just because I was watching that game when the Bengals uh, nearly beat the Steelers in the in the division and the uh, playoffs this year. Uh, Vontez Burfecht prematurely celebrated by running off the field like a crazy guy because he had an interception and kind of thought the game was over. Well, the game wasn't over, and he looked like an idiot. <laughs> and I think you got to be careful. What, you know, if you celebrate too much and being a you know just being aware of the situation of the game and knowing where it is, you don't want to go crazy. And you know, in an 11 nothing game, whether you're winning or losing. With, 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 you know, theatrics. I think if it's a big situation and it calls for it, enjoy it. That's, there's, I'd, I'd like to see guys show some emotion and, and stuff. They're not robots. They're human. So that's cool. But you just got to be careful not to put it in the other guy's face. And you got to just be careful that you know the time and the situation, that you are aware if, you're, if your team's losing and you happen to get through a one, two, three, seventh inning while your team's down 15 to one, it's probably not the time to do it. Terrific analogy, even though a lot of Bengals fans right now just cringed uh, at what you said, but again, uh, perfectly stated about how that game ended, and uh, we'll see how that translates to the baseball diamond here in 2016. Great stuff as always from Reds reporter Mark Sheldon. This is Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.